Hey, Frankie. Hey there, Louie. I need some new material. You're telling me. I mean, all my jokes are frog-related. No kidding. I need ferret insults. You need a hobby. Hey, what do you think of this one? Hey, ferret, your mother is a prairie dog. What's that supposed to mean? Y your mother is a prairie dog. Yeah, is this supposed to be funny? Well, I don't know. Okay, how about this? Hey, ferret, your mother's a bushy-tailed mongoose. What's with all the mother jokes? I don't know. They work. Louie, if you want to insult them, say something really derogatory. Yeah, like what? Like, hey, ferret, your slap brand of humor is less intelligent than my witty, dialogue-driven banter. Well, that's a half an hour long. Well, it makes them think. It's very psychological. All right, let me give it a Come try. On, give it a shot. Hey, ferret! Your dialogue-driven slapstick is humorless and, and without banter for all. Huh? See, I don't think he understood it, Frank. Well, you didn't say it right. I, I said it as best I... Hey, ferret, your mother's a weasel! See that? It works every time. I heard him. I stung him with that one. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. I have to say, Charlie, you are an incredible medical specimen. I guess that's one of the benefits of waking up every morning at the crack of crack. <laughs> and you know, it's amazing. Despite all those years of abusing your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, the only thing you've had removed is your kids. <laughs> Charlie gets a little confused sometimes. He's the only guy who pulls a knife on a woman who's already willing to fuck him. <laughs> I drink to that. <laughs> I drink to that shit. Michael, drink to that. But is Charlie really the worst guy here? So he made a chick blow him for 30 grand. Mike Tyson makes you blow him because I said so. That's why. <laughs> Sure. I'll talk it out. Yeah. Let's just have a conversation. Track three. <clears throat> Better not be fucking Dave Matthews band. Okay. Those of you who don't want to be a part of this can leave now. Derek, please listen to me. But if you choose to stay, which... It seems like you guys are choosing. Derek, please. You understand and agree to the following terms and conditions. Derek! One. Derek, this is the virus. You talking. hereby waive your right Derek, please. to your own personal bodily integrity. This is not you. Two. Per the state versus Neville Reed, my colleague and I will not be held criminally liable for any felony or misdemeanor that you may be a victim of, including, but not limited to, Aggravated assault, aggravated battery, disorderly conduct, destruction of property, mayhem, and first-degree murder. And three, terms and conditions may change or be updated whenever the fuck I want! Consider yourselves notified. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? 
I was just in my office and I heard a rock. Describe the rock, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? doing 40 through 21 today uh, as promised I tried to get this one kicked out soon after the last one from last Friday however uh, Friday evening early Saturday morning I got uh, some sort of bug and I've been kind of the weather so I mean I'm getting better uh, but you know if I sound off a little bit or whatever hopefully this goes without any problems I, I have been getting better went to the doctor etc but uh just letting you know, I'm not totally 100%, but I'm, I'm forging on. The show must go on, and here we are once again diving into my favorite metal tracks of all time. And uh, without further ado, let's kick off at number 40, Band Out of Tampa, Florida. Classic death metal. Uh, started out in late 80s, early 90s. Have a pretty much a... A high regard for their debut from beyond in 1991 they only have about three full lengths to their name because they split up after their second release in 96 which got poor reviews uh, in 2014 they released back from beyond and uh, I really love that record uh, even though metal archives has it around 56 percent uh, with four reviews um, I actually really like that record. I, it's not that I don't like From Beyond. I just I really really enjoy Back From Beyond. It's, it's got a nice heavy tone, nice uh, nice production on it. Uh, you know, I mean, am I ever going to say that Massacre is like the best death metal band on the planet? No, but you know, when it comes to certain bands, they have certain songs that I really like. And uh, this track comes off of that record. It is called Honor the Fallen. And let's get this shit started. Here we go. Sacrifice was made 
Torrify from Victoria, B.C. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Stay thrashing. My dad just found marijuana. 70 years old, started eating it every night. 20 milligrams, my mom says. Dad's eating 20. That's what I said. I was like, that's a lot. I goes, are there any side effects? She goes, other than the fact that he calls me bro a lot? No. <laughs> we go down to Tampa, spend some time with my parents. We're out on their dock, my whole family, my dad, my mom. You can tell when my dad's weed kicks in because he starts humming Jimmy Buffett songs. <laughs> All of a sudden, he just pops up, turns around to us. He goes, who wants to talk to an owl tonight, huh? <laughs> I look at my mom. I go, how much weed is Harry Potter eating? My mom's like, no, he talks to an owl every night. Show him, Albert. My dad just gets on the edge of the dock and goes, whoo! My idiot kids are like, Papa, should we hoot too? He's like, yeah, come on, girls, we'll all hoot. Let's do it. Here we go. Whoo! Whoo! Now the three of them are on the edge of the dock, like three crips letting them know cops are in the neighborhood. Five minutes goes by. Five minutes, we don't hear a sound. I look at my dad, I go, hey, dad, maybe we should sit down. I don't think your owl's out tonight. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. He's always out. <laughs> don't worry, we'll try again tomorrow, girls. Pour a glass of wine. 30 seconds later, clear as a bell, all of us here, whoo. <laughs> I get chill bumps. I look at my dad and I go, dad, it's your owl. <laughs> He's like, I told you, bro. He's like, I'll get him going. And once I get him going, we can all talk to him, all right? Whoo! <laughs> and right on top of it, we hear, whoo! 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 My oldest daughter goes, Dad, I go, shut the fuck up. We're talking to an owl. <laughs> she goes, Dad, I go, wait your turn, bitch. I'm next. She goes, Dad, look across the lake at the old man on his dock. Sure as shit, there's another drunk, blind, old white man just... These two are like Ric Flair in a cave. Just... All right. Forging on here. Next band needs no introduction. Uh, for some people, this band would probably be higher. Uh, one thing about a lot of the picks that I have, because uh, I noticed some bands have dropped a little bit in my uh, my rankings over the you know from, from the last time I did something like this, and uh, doesn't mean I dislike the band any or anything like that, uh, or the songs or anything like that either. It's just that I think it's basically any given time for these bands especially the ones that i really like towards like the top 40 or 20 uh certain band songs could change depending on how i feel in my mood uh so it would be no wonder a band like this would you know i could pick just about any song uh from their catalog and still be happy but uh here we are this time around about how i feel about it uh 39 slayer Great thrash band, iconic uh, purveyors and influencers. 
for many uh, a thrash genre, but uh, taken from like my favorite record, which again for some people uh, it'd be Rain and Blood for me. It's uh, Seasons of the Abyss. Uh, I just really, really love that record and used to play the shit out of it uh, constantly when I was a teen. And uh, the track I chose was actually the tr first track they released from it, and it's War Ensemble. And uh, at number 39, it's Slayer. Slayer. <laughs>
anime from Darken and you are listening to the Halls of Chaos only on Metal Tower Radio. Um, where am I supposed to sleep? On the air mattress. Do you need a stuffed animal? I have a dog. I think I have a bear. Yeah, I have a bear. What are you, eight? At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a fucking sweet car. My roommate said they're gonna get me rims for Christmas. Or a CB radio. I can talk to other car beds. That'll be hot. Jay Nibes here with you, doing my top 100 all-time favorite metal tracks, getting down to number 38 here. First discovered this band on a compilation, When you, if you ever were someone like me and throughout the 90s were picking up uh, compilations like, for instance, uh, Death is the Beginning series and, and stuff like that, uh, you found that those are ways you would find and discover new bands that you had never heard of and this particular band was one of them at the time uh with the song called rays of raw and uh i'm speaking of course of canadians uh canada's uh, cataclysm and uh, i've never got a chance to see this band live i really want to I, I, they're just a really heavy band i really liked them a lot uh, i picked up their 2001 release uh, epic the poetry of war uh started to like them a lot i mean i kind of like them more with their newer singer from that period on because razor raw was a different singer at the time but it's still a cool track uh but it wasn't until like 2002's uh, shadows and dust that i really really started to dig them a lot so between shadows and dust and arms of devastation uh it was like kind of like the highlight years for me with them i still follow them of course listen to a lot of their recent stuff uh but i really fell in love with shadows and dust at the song itself in shadows and dust uh, great little opening there, uh, taken from uh, Gladiator around the same time, so uh, there's a little piece of that in there. Uh, just a great, great track, straight to the point, no bullshit, and, you know, here it is at number 38, Cataclysm in Shadows and Dust. Ultimately, we're all dead men. Sadly, we cannot choose how. But we can decide how we meet that end in order that we are remembered as men. It shall end. Oh! 
Bobo with the Bandy Thorn. You're listening to the Hordes of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. Pump it. You have two choices. You can spit or you can swallow, right? You got to register as one before November 9th. Just make sure you know what you're going to do. I knew what I was going to do. I was, um, I was registered as a spitter long before I ever got in that booth. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was going to spit because I knew about girls who spit and I knew about girls who swallow. Girls who spit are grossed out by it and they're like, bah, 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 gross. And guys don't appreciate it, but it's far better than a girl who swallows, because I knew girls that swallow, oh, these sloven whores, they love it. <laughs> it's fuel for them. It's how they survive. <laughs> it's the base of a slut's food pyramid. Is it just a sturdy base of cum? <laughs> and so I was like... I'm not gonna be a slut, like I don't wanna be that. So when I give a blowjob, I'm totally gonna spit. So I get in there, I give my first blowjob, and um, I swallowed immediately, because I was like, this is disgusting. Let's get it down the hatch, take it like a shot. Like this is clearly the most efficient way to dispose of this. Immediately, I didn't even have to think twice about it. I've never spit, and ever. If you spit, that means you have to hold it in your mouth as you like walk through his apartment and find the bathroom that he shares with his roommates. You run into them. They're all watching Varsity Blues in the living room. You have to be like, hey guys, is anyone in there? Can I get in? Or, oh, so Andrew's in the shower. I'll wait. It's fine. I love this movie. What is, this was such a good movie. I forget. You forget how good it is. <laughs> Quoting classic lines, I'm like, I don't want your laugh. Like, and I can, it's a better James Vanderbeek because of it. Okay. That's one benefit. <laughs> but you're doing like a wine tasting. Like, you just. <laughs> and don't get it twisted, guys. A girl isn't, she's not swollen because she's like, yummy, cummy in my tummy. No. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> Turns out I'm a whore. Alrighty, righty, right. You're back. Down to number 37. Uh, this band, I remember as a teen. I never thought I'd really get into them. Uh, I had a, a friend in high school who was really into, into the punk scene and stuff, and I'm not a big punk fan. I've, I've been pretty, you know, I've said that before, talking about it, and even though over the last 15 or so years, I've kind of, kind of appreciated more of the punk movement and some of the other punk bands. I mean, I used to like stuff like Ramones and Sex Pistols and stuff like that, but when it came to, like, the diehard punk stuff, I really didn't care that much about it. Uh, but I certainly have a, a high respect for them because a lot of metal bands took a lot of influence from punk. And uh, this particular band was kind of like one of those bands uh, around that time. And I just never thought I'd really like them because I knew they were a punk band. Uh, until I saw a video on MTV. So, you know, again, is much as we like to gripe about where MTV is now, back then they were sort of a help in the sense of a portal, especially with Headbangers Ball, about introducing bands that, you know, you may not have given any shits about. 
And so when I saw their video for Trip at the Brain, I'm like, wow, this is great. Uh, but this is also a point where Suicide Tendencies went from a crossover, you know, they went from punk to basically thrash and crossed over a little bit there. And for less time period between uh, How I Laugh Tomorrow up until about um, Art of Rebellion, they were doing this like crossover thing, which is my favorite period for them. I really like those records in between there. And of course, for those that don't know, bassist Robert Trujillo of Metallica is an original member of Suicidal here during that time as well. Uh, so he wasn't on this particular record that, uh, that I'm pulling this track from, but uh, certainly I saw them open up, I think it was 92 for Megadeth, and it was during the Auto Rebellion. That was a really fun time because uh, Megadeth just put out Countdown and, of course, Suicide with Art of Rebellion, two great records. I really love them. Art of Rebellion is my favorite record. Uh, I'm sure the diehard Suicide Tansy fans are like, are you fucking nuts? Uh, but it just it, it's all about taste, really. It's all about uh, how you feel about that band at a particular time, what it meant to you at that time. I really felt that that was an exploratory record for Suicidal, and it really worked for me. Uh, for what they were doing on it. Uh, Mike Murr, I met him and Robert actually in uh, 90. Um, so they were still doing uh, earlier material, like from How I Laugh and stuff like that. Uh, I think, it, what was it? Law Action Revolution is the record I think they were touring for in 90. So uh, they were playing with, uh, of course, Pantera and Exodus. Exodus was the headliner. And so I got a chance to meet those guys, get their autograph. Uh, very nice guys. Uh, kind of short, really. It's kind of funny. When you watch some of these guys on stage, they seem larger than life. So sometimes when you meet them in person, it's like, damn, dude, you're kind of short. Like, you know, you're a midget compared to me. <laughs> and so it was just kind of funny. But they're really cool guys. They were laid back. Um, and, I, I mean, I still have some stuff, even from their later material that I've put on the radio at Metal Tavern and whatnot. So it's not like I've disregarded because they've gone back to their punk roots a lot more in years but uh this track uh again was the one that tipped it all off for me um and it's a really strong record i really like it a lot uh trip of the brain great video a lot of fun and great song great band so here's suicide tennessee's at number 37 trip of the brain <laughs>
Introducing the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast, available today on your favorite podcast platform. Metal Tavern is a heavy metal, rock music, and movie podcast where they discuss movies, music, current events, and feature live interviews with bands, artists, and YouTube personalities. They spotlight independent labels and feature the underground bands the label represents. Again, that's the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Stream it today on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean, YouTube, and at the website MetalTavernRadio.com. Many episodes up for you to listen to already, and make sure you subscribe to be notified of future releases. That's the Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. Go listen, download, and subscribe today. You can also connect on Facebook, search Metal Tavern Radio, and follow the guys on Twitter at DJ Anubis88 and DJ underscore Nico Catfreak. All right, so uh, you're Vietnamese? Just out of curiosity, what's your last name? Oh. Oh. Don't you ever upstage me again, ho. Don't you ever be funnier than me, ho. How dare you? This is my Netflix special, ho! What, what's your first name? What's your first name? Tran. Is your real name Tran? Is your first name Tran? My wife's fucking first name is Tran. My wife's fucking first name is Tran fucking Ho. What do you do for a living? And if you say doctor, I'm gonna fuck myself, all right? You're not a doctor, right? Fuck me. What the fuck is your last, what's your, your last, are you fucking kidding me? Your last name is fucking Ho? Fuck you hoes, all right? Fuck the hoes. Someone in the back is fucking with me right now. Cause there's hoes to the left of me, hoes to the right of me. And my real life wife ho is in the fucking back. This is like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a bizarro ho you. A bizarro ho universe. All right, we're down to number thirty-six here, and uh, never started like this band uh, was born out of another band. So uh, in '95, like so, basically. Uh, World Dane, singer uh, of the band Sanctuary in the late 80s. And uh, once that band disbanded after uh, Into the Mirror Black in 91, I think that record came out, uh, I was really bummed. Like, I was a big Sanctuary fan. I love Refuge Denied. Like, that's, you know, even though Into the Mirror Black's really good, it's just, it's a more progressive record than Refuge Denied was. Uh, Refuge Denied was a lot more straightforward and, and aggressive and, uh, I really love that record a lot. Uh, but 
once uh, Sanctuary disbanded, I was like really fucking bummed. Luckily, I got a chance to see that. I never saw Nevermore the entire time they've been out, you know, because, you know, obviously uh, in recent years, Warl passed away, but uh, I did have a chance to see Sanctuary in 1990. Uh, they were playing along with Forbidden as well as Death Angel. Death Angel was the main uh, headliner for the Act 3 tour. So I did have a chance to see Sanctuary, which was a lot of cool fun for me that back then. Um, but when 95 rolled around, I realized I'd been reading up in magazines and stuff that Whirl had started a new project with, I think, the bassist uh, at the time uh, for the band was called Nevermore. And so they basically leftover guys from Sanctuary were starting up a new act. And so it, it took a while at first to kind of like find their debut because uh, it was really so under the radar. I mean, you know, this is a time when even though CDs were out, uh, I was still kind of buying cassettes and I did find their cassette. I was like kind of shocked when I found it. I was like really happy. Uh, I don't think I even got the CD till much later. Um, but I picked it up and I really, really liked it. Uh, certainly was different than what Sanctuary had been doing. It was a little bit of a cross between both Sanctuary albums, so basically they just mishmashed it and went with that. Uh, and over the years, I mean, from 95 to 2010, the band had put out, you know, like five or six full-length records and done pretty well. Uh... And, and each album has like good tracks on them. I, I don't know which one I would really consider my overall favorite because I, I don't think I've ever found one to be the total total package. Maybe the closest would be Godless Endeavor in 2005, maybe. Um, but as far as like overall favorite tracks, I think in '99 when they released Dreaming Neon Black, it was kind of like a a change there for me. I was like, I really, really enjoyed that record a lot that year. And uh, so at 36, I do have uh, the title track, Dreaming Neon Black. It's very haunting, uh, very beautiful at the same time. I don't know, I can't remember who the female vocals is towards the end of the song. There's a guest appearance there with that a little bit, but uh, that was something they added in on that. Um, but it's a great, great tune for those that aren't aware. And so... Here it is at number 36, Nevermore, with Dreaming Neon Black. Clock spins to noon. 
that must mean nothing. Meet me in the dreamtime water drops. Shifting, shaping, currents flowing memories. Meet me in the drowning pool of tears. And wash away. Yeah.
everybody, this is Mr. Joshua Gray, your live gameplay DJ, live weekday mornings, every day, but hump day, playing Mortal Kombat or other games occasionally and featuring a number of different artists. So come on by, grab your breakfast, and enjoy some fatalities. Mr. Joshua Gray on YouTube, Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 8 noon to the moon. And you're listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Tavern Radio. about penises at this point in my life were that they were these noodly things that hung between a guy's legs they pee from them and you shouldn't look at your cousin JD's when you guys are getting changed to go swimming like that's all the information I had about penises and now one's gonna go in my mouth okay I knew that sex was a thing a penis would go in my vagina someday but that was it's my vagina like I don't have taste buds down there or whatever <laughs> Like, stick whatever you want down there. I can't taste it, okay? So I was like, who cares about my vagina? But my mouth, that's where candy goes. Like, I can't believe you would put a dick there. I was devastated. And you, like, you, you kind of go, maybe I don't have to do it. Maybe it's something that not every girl does. And then you realize it's kind of your destiny as a woman. Like, you're going to do it. You know what I realized you have to do it is when I found out it was one of the bases. Because I, I knew home plate was sex. And if I ever wanted to have sex because I wanted to, I don't know, make a family someday, I was going to have to... You can't skip a base. If you want kids, you're going to have to suck some dicks on the way to those kids. That's the last thing my kids want me doing. Number 35, uh, controversial number 35 for some people. Um, this band has split up, uh, only, they only put out three records under this particular project. Uh, the project is run by uh, John Schaefer of Iced Earth, and I know that over the last few years he's become a very controversial figure in the metal world because of his stance and views on politics and all that good stuff and of course the january 6th uh, uh day that he was one of the people that was insurrectionist i guess you would call it uh but i don't get lost in all that with when it comes to music i, I concentrate on the music aspect of it I, if i tried to base everything that i loved off the individuals involved with those bands and stuff i probably wouldn't like anything because there's just not always some good people out there uh whether they're good or bad i'm not even saying schaefer is good or bad it's not for me to determine that you know because i have friends that are conservative i have friends that are liberal democrat and you know they can all be kind of shitty in one way or another but Either way, uh, you make your own determinations when it comes to stuff like that. But for me, uh, I'm concentrating on the music aspect of it all. And in 1999, they released off of this project their debut called Demons and Wizards, which is also the band name. Very good record. Uh, I do like Iced Earth, uh, but I ended up, ended up enjoying this band a little bit better than that one. I think uh, John worked with Hansi Kirsch uh, from Blind Guardian on this particular project. And uh, they did some pretty good work, um, you know, for a little bit that they did. Uh, I don't think uh, 3, which came out in 2020, was that great. And 
Touched by the Crimson King was okay, um, but this debut was like a really good record for me. And my favorite track from that, of course, is My Last Sunrise. And here we are at number 35, Demons and Wizards, My Last Sunrise. <laughs>
DJ Anubis here, and I want to say if you dig all things Godzilla and KG related, then check out the YouTube channel of the Sci-Fi Century. He has great reviews, opinions, and theories in the world of sci-fi horror, anime, and of course everyone's favorite atomic breathing lizard, Godzilla. Century provides great commentary when both having a special guest on his shows as well as the collaborations with the big teddy bear, that fat samurai guy. So if you want to keep it raw, real, tune into the Sci-Fi Century. That's S-C-I-F-I-S-E-N-T-R-Y. Sci-Fi Century. Tune in to get the best in science fiction and Godzilla-related information. Peace. phone rings it's a school nurse she goes i have isla in the office is there a parent at home i was like i'll do <laughs> gives the phone to isla her first words i tried to stop it dad <laughs> i go stop what she goes i got my period i'm like bitch you promised <laughs> i'm like you called the wrong number dickhead call your mom She's like, Dad, I need you right now. Immediately as a parent, I'm melting down. So I'm like, she's freaking out at school. She's by herself. She's going through what Georgia went through. This isn't my skill set, but I got this. I go, okay, baby. All right. Okay. How'd you get it? <laughs> she was like, Dad, I was playing kickball. Immediately, I'm like, oh, poor kid. I thought she blew out her pussy. <laughs> Just, oh, shit. Oh, I'm out, coach. I'm out. Yeah. I tore my twat. It's bad. I blew out my cooch, coach. I'm going to have to sit this one out. Pinch runner. Pinch runner. Now, I'm spiraling. I'm like, all right, what do you need from me? New pants, new panties, new socks. Did it get in your socks? A bucket, some towels, garlic. We're going to keep the vampires away from you. She's like, Dad, I'm fine. Mom gave me a go bag. I go, okay, then what are you calling me for? She goes, I need you to go to the store and get supplies. I'm like, how bad is this, period? She's like, no, Dad, I'm throwing myself a period party tonight. I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? She's like, all the girls are doing it, Dad. I need you to go to the store and get supplies. Get a red velvet cake. I'm like, I go, baby, I don't think I can eat a red velvet cake <laughs> knowing what it symbolizes. She's like, Dad, you need a red velvet cake for a period party because you put the name of your period on the cake. I'm like, who names their period? She's like, Georgia named hers after the girl from Progressive Auto Insurance. She's like, Dad, please, I need you right now. I have 10 people coming tonight. I go, we have 10 little girls coming to the house? She goes, no, eight girls, two boys. I'm like, who invites boys to a period party? And I hear her sinister little giggle on the phone, and she goes, Dad, that's the fun of it. We don't tell them why they're there. <laughs> now I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. I have never had more fun at a party in my entire life. Planning, hosting, and attending a period party. I dressed all in red like it was Chinese New Year's. <laughs> Drinking Pinot Noir, I made pasta with chunky marinara sauce. And I giggled the whole night with all these little girls at these two boys, Max and Carter, right? Faces covered in red cake. Like it's their honeymoon and they're like, fuck it, I'll eat it anyway. 
The whole party, these two boys are looking at the cake going, who the hell's Jason? <laughs> My daughter, Isla Kreischer, named her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. I wonder if people actually do that now or, you know, even thought about I mean, obviously, Bert, comedian, but, like, I wonder if that, like, even one, if it's true, but two, if it is, like, how many people took inspiration from that? <laughs> Quite a funny bit, though. Uh, down to number 34, uh, we are now at. So, this band is legendary in the thrash movement, along with bands like Slayer, Testament, Anthrax, etc., Metallica, of course, and Megadeth. Uh, definitely a Bay Area band. Um, I take a little heat at times because I'm not a big fan of their original singer. So, therefore, when it comes to albums like Bonded by Blood, I'm not as keen to give it as much praise. Like, I think musically it's really great. I just do not like Balof's vocals. I don't like them. Uh, and I know that they're... Whenever I watch a documentary about Exodus, you know, there's always talk about, you know, he was a great, great stage presence. Like, he he was really engaging. He was a fantastic showman, fun guy to be around. Rest in peace, of course. He passed away some years ago. But uh, his vocal ability was very limited. So when Steve Souza came in, uh, I felt that was a much better uh, fit for the band. And Steve was there for quite a while. They've had some changes over the years. I think Steve eventually came back. But during the time that I got to know the band, like as far as me being aware of who they were, uh, you know, we're talking late 80s. Uh, just for the record, I, I think I've mentioned it before, Pleasures of the Flesh is actually my favorite record from the band. But I think when it comes to like favorite songs that I listen to the most... Uh, it's the one defining song they have that represents thrash, represents the pit, uh, everything that thrash stands for. Uh, it's probably no surprise to many people. It's the toxic waltz. It's all about being in the pit, and it's a lot of fun and good, friendly, violent fun, as they call it. And uh, here it is at number 34, Exodus, the toxic waltz off Fabulous Disaster. <laughs>
What's up, everyone? This is Richie from Grave Huffer, and you're listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Tavern Radio. Rank it the fuck up. That movie, uh, Pride, recently. Have you guys seen that movie? Anybody see that? It's about the first all-black swim team and the difficulties they had to go through being the first all-black swim team. Let me ask you a question. How many of those white people are evil movies are they going to make? It's like it's all the way down to swimming. You know? I'm starting to run out of white guilt, you know? No, it's like those movies, they started off unbelievable. Started off with Roots, right? White guilt was at an all-time high. I could barely even watch it. I'm like, dude, I got it. My ancestors are evil, okay? Please, please turn the channel, dude. Please turn the channel. They still hitting them? Fuck, turn the channel. This is gonna be on all week? Jesus Christ, turn the channel. Then in the 80s, there was like a football movie. Then like Cuba Gooding wanted to be like a scuba diver. Remember that shit? And now, it's all the way down to swimming. And I gotta admit, I don't think I give a fuck. You know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's a recreational activity. <laughs> Plus, I've been in pools. There's been black people in the pool, you know. I never saw any white guy, like, trying to, like, fucking, like, prevent people from getting into the pool. <laughs> it's like, they just, like, making this shit up? I'm not, I'm not being a dick here either, okay? Just to clarify, you know, I just want anybody coming up to me after the show, like, you know, I was thinking it, and then you fucking said it, and then... <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't think black people should be allowed to put on some Speedos and go for a dip. I'm not saying that shit. I'm just saying these movies, like the characters aren't even believable. Like they always have to have like that, the, the over-the-top, uninhibited white racist character, you know? You know that guy, he's the guy like, uh, he's supposed to represent all the white evil, you know? He's like the dude they always have like screaming during the movie trailer. They'd be like, they were the first all-black swim team. Get out of the pool! like a big vein in his forehead he's just screaming shit look not even looking around you know dude it's ridiculous real racism is quiet it's subtle people look around first to make sure that you know to make sure the coast is clear there's disclaimers like dude you know i'm not racist but uh these insert group name followed by fucked up conversation right that's how it goes down not just some guy just standing up there, there's Negroes in the pool! Do you approve of this? I work at the bank, can I be fired immediately, please? I'm just saying, can you just make the shit, like, believable? You know what the honest thing is in those movies, they're starting to give me a complex. You know, because anytime they do a movie about a group of people that thinks dumb shit about another group of people, it's always like white dudes. So, it's like, are white dudes the only ones who think ignorant shit about other people, you know? No Mexican guy ever walked up to somebody from India like, dude, what the fuck is that? Is that like itchy? Does that bug you? What is it? White dude's the only ones walking around. Why, you guys don't eat cows? What are you, a bunch of fags? Well, then why are you wearing sandals? This guy's wearing sandals. This guy's a fag. No, I'm just saying, you know? Just balance the movies out a little bit. Like, just have some of the evil shit that black people say about white people, you know, when, when we're not around, you know? Like, like, well, what are some good examples, you know? You know, like, you know what I mean? You're hanging out, you had a rough day, you know? What are some of the classics? You know, what, you smell like wet dogs, right? 
got head lice or something like that, right? Just, just slip some of that shit in there. Get out of the pool. Wash your hair, motherfucker. Brian, just make it seem a little more. Dude, I'm just saying, it's all the way down to swimming. I mean, where the fuck do you go from there? We do like ping pong. They were the first all-black ping pong team. They're gonna steal the paddles. Denzel Washington. <laughs> my daughter's not playing ping pong. Oh, all right. Um, just to let you all know, this Friday, uh, one uh, earlier in the day. Kevin Lambert and I will be doing a review of the movie Shady Grove, um, which is uh, streaming on Tubi right now. So our our collective between he and I, the cinematic uh, synergy uh, show that we do for random reviews. Um, we'll be reviewing that, and I'll have that posted up on our YouTube channel at Metal Time Radio. And then later in the day... Um, I will be over at uh, the Sci-Fi uh, Society channel with uh, uh, Sci-Fi Century and Jedi Veil, uh, Kevin Lambert from KLE Entertainment Headquarters, uh, and maybe some other guests as well. We're going to be reviewing and talking about Godzilla 2014, the movie. So uh, if you're interested in Godzilla stuff and Kaiju stuff and want to hear you know we'll be doing it live so you can come in and, and chat as we talk about the film so if you got any questions or comments or just want to chill and watch us that's cool just giving you a heads up we'll be over there uh, later in the evening doing that um then next friday the 24th which is my birthday uh i will be hosting on metal town radio uh, youtube channel uh another godzilla thing uh which is going to be the Godzilla birthday bash for myself. Uh, I'll have in the same guest, Sentry, Jedi Vale, uh, Kevin Lambert, as we're going to go and we're going to rank all 33 live-action Godzilla films. So we are going to be there for about three or four hours probably. We're not going to like spend a lot of time like reviewing them per se, but we will be giving our thoughts on the films as we go through our rankings list. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think it's been done before, really, in terms of, like, a group effort. So, uh, it is something that I was trying to do with Rob from uh, Entertainment Talk Nation. But, you know, he's a busy guy. And he's got family. And it just never kind of came to fruition. So, I figured, well, you know what? I'll take this opportunity because I hadn't done a live show in a while. And uh, I'll do it and try to get some other guys who are a little bit more available to uh, do it as well. So... It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have fun with that. Um, it might surprise people, my list and stuff like that, because, you know, everyone has their favorites of the Godzilla films, and, uh, you know, mine are a little bit different than most people's, uh, just based upon how you grew up, which which type of Godzilla you like more than the others, the films, etc. So uh, be looking for that. All right. Down to number 33. In the late 80s, you know, it was a sort of kind of a late bloomer with, with uh, death metal, uh, even though that's kind of like when it started. Um, but I was 
really kind of first into all the thrash. Uh, and then as really it kind of was like kind of like Sepultura that kind of got me into death thrash. So like I used to think for a long time that Sep might be a death metal band, but over time, you know, a few years back, I kind of realized that they really were more thrash oriented. Uh, just with like raspy death vocals. And so they were kind of like my introduction to that style of singing. And from there, it kind of just went, uh, you know, it was kind of like the gateway. You know, I, at that point, I was checking out Obituary, Death, Napalm Death, Entombed, Morbid Angel. Uh, and of course, when I walked into the store, and I'm, I'm like soaking up all this death metal at this point. Uh, I saw this album, and I'm like, this looks cool as shit. And the album was called The Key from Nocturnus. And uh, I'd been listening to the record for a while, really loved it a lot. I know Neko some time ago I did a review on it for me. Uh, had to see where I can find that. It's, she did a nice job with it. Uh, she really enjoyed it. Um, but it was really interesting because initially when I had bought that, I didn't even realize that for like a couple of weeks that Mike Browning, the, the drummer was actually just singer on the record. And I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Uh, cause I had never really seen that cause I was unaware of, uh, Crowley and deceased and stuff like that. So, uh, seeing that firsthand, they are happening like that. I was like really blown away that someone can do that, play that type of metal and, and and drum while singing so that was like a pretty rad thing for me at the time still a very classic record uh they've actually put out a new record not too long ago uh, they kind of go over the moniker nocturnus ad it's kind of like with entombed and stuff like that i don't know i don't really like when bands do that because i just think why why are we fighting with these names here you know it's like let's just either get your name original name or just move on to a different one you know it's just really weird I, it's just kind of something i just don't understand but either way uh the key is still a classic record to me and this track i could probably pick just about any track from this record and be happy with it but this is probably the one i listen to the most and i'm sure people are more familiar with it as well so at 33 here we have nocturnus before christ after death
everyone, this is Blake from Pig Destroyer, Hate Beak, and Zealot R.I.P. And you are listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko at Metal Tavern Radio. Get into it now. Imagine having a moment like that, doing a Judd Apatow film and going back to your day job thinking that you're stuck. The next day, I could not stop thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe I know I'm playing it safe, but maybe it's time for this college kid to turn pro. You know what I mean? Maybe I got to fucking, I got to rethink my life. Maybe I got, maybe this is a time for me to pursue acting full time. But, you know, look at me. I know I look like a, like a fucking double chinned Asian Mr. Burns with bad posture, but I don't know. I mean, maybe this is time for me. Maybe this is a sign. By the way, I'm thinking all this while 50 patients are waiting for me. Not a good look. And my nurse is desperately trying to get me to focus. She goes, Dr. Jung, uh, you have a patient in room two waiting for you. I was like, well, nurse, you have a doctor who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Just did a movie, Carol. Just did a movie, man. You don't get it. And believe it or not, I quit my day job the next day. True story. Yeah. I was scared, man. I was fucking scared. Because I didn't have any family support. Like, my strict traditional Korean dad who wanted me to be a doctor before I was born. No, he was severely bumping on this shit, dude. He, he was just like, he cursing me out in Korean. You, you bring great shit to junk family. And then after the hangover, we are so proud. I knew you make it, boy. I knew you make it. I believe in you. We are so proud of your tiny ding dong. So proud. The smaller the penis, the bigger the box office. <laughs> oh, thanks, Papa. Great phrase. Okay. Number 32. It's kind of interesting about this band because, uh, again, in the 90s when magazines were more the way that you would discover bands or get interested in an album because of what was being advertised, either by articles or just like album, you know, releases or whatever, <clears throat> I got attracted to uh, The Fourth Dimension by Hypocrisy. And, uh, of course picked that up and then of course when Abducta came out it was kind of like a different shift there with that little bit in terms of sound and I uh, still like both records I still love uh, Abducted a lot it's just different than a lot of stuff that they were doing and interestingly enough probably a few months back I checked out a doc from Hypocrisy on YouTube and it was more of their early year stuff. So the first two records, which, you know, because Peter went from uh, playing just guitar in the band to singing and playing guitar, at, you know, during the time that I was more familiar with. But uh, those first two records, when it was just Peter playing guitar in it, uh, it was a more straight-ahead death metal band. So when I had a chance to go back and listen to those records and, and watch this and everything, I really fell in love with those first two records. So, for me now, it's like, when it comes to this band, I like, I, I gravitate more towards the first two records, even though I still love all the other material. 
it's just different. Uh, they play more of a melodic death metal these days as opposed to straight death metal. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird how that works out. Um, you know, when you first discover a band, you're like, well, when you realize it, well, they don't, it wasn't really like Peter singing on those early records. So at the time, I was kind of like, well, I might not be interested in it because I kind of like Peter's vocals. Uh, but yeah, so over time I just had a chance to check it out and go back and I was like, wow, this is some really good shit. I mean, it's more straightforward, but, uh, that's kind of the stuff that I really love anyway. But the track I chose is actually a very brutal track and it comes from Abducted and it's, you know, it's really raw and I, and again, I love Peter's vocals on this, um, especially just screams at the end. Uh, it just really works for me. But it's really kind of interesting how Abducted is such a diverse record in terms of sound because you got other songs that just aren't even on that same sphere and spectrum. Uh, but this one is just so crazy great. And uh, at number 32, Hypocrisy with Carved Up.
going to see a concert and we're going to see Metallica live now yeah I totally tricked my wife you know I, I played the slow song nothing else oh I like that song it's not so scary yeah, see? they changed they evolved <laughs> so we get to the show all right and we get there we sit out. I forget. I'm, I'm domesticated now. She's like, is there a brochure? I'm like, all right. <laughs> We're looking around the stadium, brochure, whatever. Now, here's when you know you're too old to be going to concerts. First of all, the name of the bands is already a tragic mistake. Here's the opener. So you ready for this? Just the names. Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. Okay, all right, did you hear? All right, you hear that? You hear that? You hear that? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They, they are, that was the scariest time of my life when the Slayer fans showed up. That's the first time I feared my own race. I'm not even kidding you. I feared my own race. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. Right before Slayer came out, someone came out and Release the Slayer fans. And they came out of nowhere, under the ground, tattooing their faces. Covering my wife, like, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> We're only gonna be on for like 15 minutes. Slayer, Slayer! We're gonna be safe. So Slayer's about to go on right before Metallica. The lights go out. Now, I forget I'm domesticated, so when the lights go out of show, I still get that giddy feeling. The <laughs> <laughs> show's starting. <laughs> Because I'm used to, you know, beauty and me. <laughs> Why are they so mean to the beast? They don't get better, Daddy. So. <laughs> so the lights go out. And I hear. And I. Is there a train coming? And I turn around, and there's about 500 Slayer fans, and they're heading right for the stage, and they're not using the aisles to get there. <laughs> Chairs are being flung, people flying up in the air. And I looked at my wife, like, every man for himself.
down to number 31 as we close out our first 10. And uh, I discovered this band uh, in the late 90s. Uh, you know, long, you know, I talked about how I bought like compilation CDs like Death is the Beginning and stuff like that. Well, there was also a time when I was buying DVDs of compilation videos. So like, you know, whether it's VHS or DVDs, um, again, just trying to either find stuff with bands that I really liked or discover new bands. Uh, and I, I forget which one that this band appeared on, but they had a song on there and I gravitated to it immediately. Um, I don't consider myself like a huge fan of the band overall, and especially because over the course of their years that they've been active, they've gone through uh, different singers. Uh, now, Andreas Sudel, who is the singer on this one, uh, he's pretty much my favorite of anyone who sang for this particular artist. And uh, this came off of their um, 2002 release, Expanding Census. And uh, a blend of melodic death thrash metal from Sweden. And uh, I like the lyrical content here. The lyrics are really good. Uh, the video is very cool if you've ever seen it. Uh, the song really rips. Great solo work in it. Uh, it's still my favorite from the band overall. And uh, that's why it's here at number 31. So here at number 31, Darkane, Innocence Gone.
love sucking dick they like love it and i've never understood it i'm like what are you getting out of it and then i realize it's because they're good at it that's it it's as simple as that truly if you're if you love sucking dick it's because you're good at it and if you don't like it if you're like i hate blowjobs because you're bad at it it's you're really bad at it we like doing things we're good at and if you were good at it you would do it all the time if you're just like it's such a bore and such a pain you're you suck at it and i'm one of you i could have been good i all it would have taken was one guy to just like give me a compliment early on you know someone just just like show me that i had a little promise or something just set me off in the right direction we just want to be good in the and it's 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 early intervention is key like i feel like true blowjob queens girls they're like i love it it was like one of the first times they gave a blowjob the guy was like you're great and like believed in them because that's what it takes it takes one guy one coach one youth minister to lay the foundation for a girl. the first time oh you're so nervous and all you want is a guy to just take your chin and be like hey look up you go what He's like, you've got spunk in your hair. But like the way that you handled my balls was pretty cool. And I think you're onto something. Just anything. We'll nudge. And that's why I tell guys, lie to us. Tell us we're good and we'll blow you all the time. Honestly, like if you hook up with a girl and she blows you and it's not very good, just lie and be like, that was the best blowjob ever. Because she'll just be like, it was? And then she'll like set off on a course to like be the best. And she'll go out and she'll be like, I was good once, you know? All right. Getting ready to start our second wave. DJ Nubis' top 100 metal tracks of all time. And I mentioned his band earlier about as far as seeing them with some other acts. Um, going back in 1990 uh again this is one of these bands just discovered through mtv and picked up a couple of records i always saw like their earlier stuff uh well at least their first record in the cd store but didn't necessarily take any chances on them at the time until i saw the video for this particular song uh unfortunately uh they, the but the band is considered still on hold uh, but I know that um, one of the members, uh, let me go back and, and find his name real quick because I always fuck this up. Uh, interestingly enough, Tim Calvert, um, who actually played with Nevermore a little bit. He ended up becoming like a pilot, I think, but he ended up passing away in 2018, uh, pretty relatively young, uh, which is unfortunate. But um, this is also a band where bases like Matt Camacho, uh, drummer Paul Bostoff, um, even Gene Holcomb has played for him, Steve Smith on guitars has also been a part of uh, Nevermore as well. Uh, but, you know, again, you got Craig Lofiero as well as Russ Anderson, singer, vocalist. So I don't know um, 
exactly where they're at in terms of any kind of new music. Uh, they actually released uh, Omega Wave back in 2010, which was really quite good. It was a really good record. Uh, but it's been a while, so I don't really know where they're at in terms of what any kind of new material they might be having in store, who's going to fill in on any other work. So, But uh, going back to the record here with Twisted uh, Into Form, at number 30, I've got Forbidden with Step by Step. Great lyrics, by the way.
coming at you live on Metal Tavern Radio. This is Mike Alvord from Mind Wars. Turn it up and remember be killed. Hey kids, it's your pal Barney. And guess who's gonna be your new bus driver? No, oh, me! Oh boy! Here we go! Come on, hop on, kitties! Hi, Barney. I brought you a candy kiss because I love you. Oh, that's sweet, Susie. But you know I'm a diabetic. (laughs) Now sit down and shut up, kids, unless you want a big purple foot in your ass. Oh, boy. Hey, wait a minute. Are you smoking back there, Billy? Yeah, what's it to you? Well, I hope you brought enough for the whole school bus. Come on, pass them around. Oh, oh boy. But Barney, my mommy says smoking's bad for you. No, believe me, Bobby. I've seen your mommy put a lot worse than cigarettes in her mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Barney, you're not supposed to drink and drive. I'm telling. <laughs> Come here, Tommy. Barney has a secret to tell you. Come here. Closer. Come. Unless you want the next picture Mommy and Daddy see of you to be on the back of a milk carton, I'd keep that mouth full of metal shut. Hey, kids. Tommy just told me all your mothers are whores. Oh, hey, kids, Daddy. Come on, get them, guys. Go on, See, Tommy? Screw with Barney. Hey, Barney. This isn't the way to school. Barney has to make a little stop first. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yo, Blue, what you need? I need a 20-piece, and don't gank me on the count this time or I'll bust a cap in your ass. Come on, kids, give Barney your lunch money. Don't hold out or I'll dump you right here. Now, if I had done like a top three or 500 list, uh, this band probably would have had a, a, a track or two in there, right? So, like, I mean, literally. Uh, so I don't doubt that, but it, I, I never thought for a moment that this band would actually be in my top 100 nor in the top 30. Uh, but uh, certainly over the last course of the last couple of records uh, dating back to 2015 uh, I've really become a huge huge fan of those records and even though I enjoyed the band I've, I've my first like their earlier material they had like uh, four or five records uh, before I actually got into them so but those earlier records were far more uh, different than what they're doing on the last two um, so it wasn't until 2009's, uh, the harvest floor that I kind of got into cattle decapitation and, uh, I do enjoy the harvest floor. Also models and inhumanity is a really good record. Uh, but it wasn't until the, uh, Anthropocene extinction and death Atlas that I was like really falling in love with their material because they were changing some of their vocal styles a little bit. Uh, not totally, but they were adding stuff in, almost kind of like what uh, Anel Nathrak is doing on their last few records as well. Uh, but Death Atlas, that came out in 2019, is a really, really great record. One of my favorite records from that year. Uh, Metal Archives doesn't really give it as high ratings as I do, but, you know, it's all about taste and, you know, subject of whether or not you're... It's subjective for each listener, but... 
Uh, and just for those that don't know, uh, in May of this year, uh, Cattle Decapitation will be releasing Terrasite, which will be their new record. So I'm kind of uh, eager to hear that as well. Uh, but this track that I'm taking from Death Atlas is my favorite track for them overall. And uh, just so fun and great. And I love the lyrics. I love how it's uh, the vocalist is conveying the... the the, the vocals here and it's just it's really a, a banger for me and so at number 29 we have cattle decapitation with finish them you people of the underworld. I'm Nick from the Greek heavy metal band Accelerator and I want you to rock hard with the Metal Tavern Show. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and I hope you hurt your ears listening to a hot brand new album. Hell yeah!
I, I'm sure you, you've you've heard some of the rumors circulating around the hallways about how we're going to be doing a house cleaning with some of the software people. Well, Bob, I have heard that, and you got to do what you got to do. We're going to be getting rid of these people here. Uh, first, Mr. Samir Naga. Not going to work here anymore, anyway. <laughs> and Mr. Mike Bolton. Everybody's going to miss him. You're going to lay off Samir and Michael. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring in some uh, entry-level graduates, farm some work out to Singapore. It's a usual deal. Well, standard operating procedure. Do they know this yet? No, no, of course not. <laughs> we find it's always better to fire people on a Friday. And studies have statistically shown that there's less chance of an incident if you do it at the end of the week. discovered via the magazines uh, any compilations they would send uh, you know little I don't, I don't know I forget what they called them it was like a particular term it wasn't like demo or anything but just a uh, sampler that's what it was and uh, so I, I discovered a great many bands via that way back in the 90s and uh, this band was no different never been like it's weird because they're never been one of my favorite bands however I have had the opportunity to see them two or three different times live and they're very good uh they have a great selection out of their catalog because they've been around since they've been around since 94 but really since their first full length in 98 uh till now they've got quite a few records even releasing one just last year uh but i don't know if i actually find like one record of theirs that i think is like a perfect record they've never really made my best of list i don't think as far as like you know the greatest records of all time but they definitely have a lot of great songs and uh this one is probably my favorite it's probably not shocking i've played it a few times uh over the years on podcasts and whatnot um i know it's one of neca's favorite tracks as well and so at number 28 Amana Marth, Twilight of the Thunder God.
the host with the most step stools in your apartment. <laughs> David, you seriously influenced so many female comics' haircuts. <laughs> Tonight, Jeff is dressed as Prince, the Prince of Wales, the animal, you're fat. <laughs> Jeff, if you changed your name to a symbol, it'd be the Arby's logo. <laughs> Jeff. No, Jeff, I'll admit, I've imagined Jeff without clothes. It's how I stay thin. <laughs> Rob Riggle, ugh, I want to thank you so much for fighting the war against terrorism and subtlety. <laughs> A car is what Ralph Macchio has to do to find a place to sleep every night. <laughs> Jewel is here, or as I call her, Trailer Swift. <laughs> Jewel, I do not want to badmouth you since God already did. smile is cute. I feel like your teeth are like the Spice Girls, you know? They're all different colors and they're like doing their own thing. So that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Peyton Manning is here. That's not for you guys, that's for him. Peyton, you're here right now. You've had a lot of concussions. You're here. Don't murder your wife. I don't know much about football, but I love Peyton uh, in commercials. You're like, you're so good at him, like legitimately. I'd say you're the greatest of all time. I'd say like, you're like the Tom Brady of being in commercials, you know, like the greatest, like he's the greatest, right? So. And without Fuhrer ado, Ann Coulter. <laughs> Oh, Anne, what's it like to be like a real-life supervillain, you know? Like, I'd ask you how you sleep at night, but I'd assume just upside down in a robe of 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Anne Coulter has written 11 books, 12 if you count Mein Kampf. Yes. Anne's been called things like a racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, a white supremacist, and that's just while getting plowed by Bill Maher. <laughs> the only person you will ever make happy is the Mexican who digs your grave. <laughs> Speaking of Hitler, Jeff, you and Hitler have a lot in common. What's that? Micropenis. You're bad at your art, and no one cared about you until you started roasting people. <laughs> Guys, I can make that joke because I'm not Jewish, so I don't care. <laughs> don't be mad, at least I acknowledge the Holocaust. Anne doesn't even think it happened. <laughs> Speaking of deniable tragedies, Rob Lowe. <laughs> You're so hot, I can't even stand it. I'm Rob defies age restrictions. You really, you're, you're Adonis. Look at you. 
You look like you're sculpted. I mean, you put the statue in statutory rape. I mean, <laughs> right? God, I had such a crush on you when I was a little girl. If only I'd known that's when I had my best shot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Joseph Gordon, love it, everyone! Okay. Number 27, a band that's been one of my favorites from pretty much day one when I heard them back in... Uh, 1990 and uh this was kind of like their at that point was kind of like their turning point as far as sounds like they've incorporated uh, within the last 20 years they've gone back to incorporating a lot of what they started out with with what they ended up doing during the 90s but uh still one of my favorite bands ever uh one of neko's favorite bands ever some might say, well, wow, man, why, why are they so low on your list? And I was like, yeah, usually they are a bit higher, but, you know, again, this is more about songs rather than the bands themselves. So, uh, in this case, like, again, it's another band where I could choose just about any song from them, uh, any given moment to be one of my favorites from them. Uh, they continue to get better and better as time goes on. Uh, it's weirdly enough that within the last eight years, they've only released two records, which is surprising because it feels like they put out more during that time, but they haven't. Um, but this uh, song is going back to basically their 1992 release, Utopia Banished. Uh, cool video for it great tune the last minute or so really picks up uh good for moshing and, and doing all that kind of great shit uh, of course i'm speaking of napalm death a band that neck and i have seen a number of times and love live uh met barney personally he's a really cool dude uh great singer i saw them for the very first time in 92 uh Back then, uh, they were playing with um, Carcass, Brutal Truth, and Cathedral, and that was really kind of a cool show. Uh, not knowing, of course, then that Lee Dorian of Cathedral, Cathedral used to be the singer of Napalm Death, so that's kind of an interesting twist there with that. But uh, here it is uh, at number 27, Napalm Death, The World Keeps Turning. Oh, 
We are Broadfield, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Listen, I'm sick of being all coy and bashful, Dale. Okay. We're in the bathroom. So just take a minute. <laughs> really little you can do about it. Alice. Let me just help. Ah! Oh! It's all slippery. Oh, ah! oh. oh my God. Ah! 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 Something's gonna ah! happen, huh? Ah! 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 Just the way I imagined it. I like you. I love you. Stay golden, pony boy. Okay. I gotta pee. Oh my god. You're incredible. If you have not seen Step Brothers, you need to check it out. I have Fucking love it. Ah, uh, alright. Uh do want to say real quickly to you all that I've noticed a lot of the the last three podcasts or last three episodes that I put out of this particular uh, top 100 that uh, the downloads are really good. I appreciate the support um, very much so. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping you're all enjoying this little journey that we're on. And uh, obviously, as I told you before uh, in other episodes that while we're not doing the podcast weekly, uh, we will be getting out uh, different podcasts throughout the year for you. Uh, probably more just playing some of our favorite tunes, or even there might be some new stuff in there as well, depending on how we feel. But it also could be just uh, the genre-specific stuff that we've been known for, like the Meat Grinder or Nocturnal Pulse, Thrash Zone, etc. Uh, but Neko and I are definitely concentrating more on the YouTube stuff so when she gets back from her latest trip obviously her and I are going to be doing a lot more videos and we'll still continue to get you the top five albums of the week I just released uh, the top five for this week yesterday also um, for you that are in, interested in sports uh, Edgar Allan Poet and I who do the Poet at Carnage show for Metal Tavern uh, talking sports stuff just gave our uh, brackets, you know, for the March Madness. It starts today, actually. Um, so we've done our picks for that and who we're going to win. So if you're interested in that, you know, a lot of you may not be. That's fine. Uh, but for those that are, uh, it's out there uh, on our YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out. And thank you again for the support. Uh, if you do check out the YouTube stuff, please hit like button uh for some of those videos that you do enjoy as well as subscribe if you enjoy the channel itself um and of course you know if you all in the comment section you're welcome to give any input uh pro or con we'll take we'll take whatever negatives to in case you don't like something but that's fine uh everyone's indicated to their opinion um but yeah, if you have any recommendations for albums or just things you want to see us do, uh, let me know. Uh, we'll try to, to start working stuff like that in there if we think it's going to be good for the channel. Uh, but yeah, I it just when it comes to, I just noticed, you know, the last episode that I put out for this particular uh, podcast with the top 100, uh, it's gotten pretty good. A lot of good likes and, likes and stuff, so I, I really, and downloads, so... Very happy for that. Thank you all for that very much. Um, I'm hoping you're enjoying this. So, 
Let's get back to the grind here. Uh, number 26. Um, definitely been wearing this band since their debut in 2008. Uh, Time insults to mind. Band out of New York. Uh, USA, Black Thrash, Metal. Black Anvil. Uh, wasn't as crazy about the release from last year. It was okay. Um but my favorite record obviously in 2017 as was and I, I really like that it was kind of like a progressive bit uh mixed in there with it and just the way that it was written and arranged and uh even though again the metal archives uh doesn't really care for that particular record uh it's just a matter of taste at this point but i i just love that record i actually got it on vinyl a few years ago at mdf when i saw it so uh, here at 26, we have Black Anvil uh, with the title track, As Was.
Hi, this is Isaac Goldsmith. Jonathan West from Exhortation. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. So, where do you uh, work, Peter? In a tech. And, yeah, what, what do you do there? I sit in a cubicle, and I update bank software for the 2000 switch. Well, see, they wrote all this bank software, and uh, to save space, they used two digits for the date instead of four, so like 98 instead of 1998. Uh, so I go through these thousands of lines of code, and uh, it doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. You're just not going to go? Yeah. Won't you get fired? I don't know. But I really don't like it, and uh, I'm not going to go. <laughs> so you're going to quit? Nuh-uh. Not really. Uh, I'm just going to stop going. <laughs> uh, when did you decide all of that? About an hour ago. Really? Yeah. An hour ago. <laughs> so are you going to get another job? I don't think I'd like another job. <laughs> what are you going to do about money and... Bills and you know, I've never really liked paying bills. I don't think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I wish I uh, wish I didn't have to pay bills. Let me tell you, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, All right, we are down to number 25, a band that probably saw in magazines during the 90s. Um, I certainly, well, I did hear uh, a track from them off their debut on a compilation again. Uh, this might have been a CD that I bought. Uh, remind me so much of like um, Painkiller Era Judas Priest in some ways. I knew uh, the singer was uh, once part of uh, another band, uh, Gamma Ray, a power metal band, and uh, so uh when i heard this particular track or not the one that i'm playing with the one that got me into them uh back on uh that compilation cd um i was immediately drawn to them and it's funny because the power metal it's very i'm very uh picky about my power metal which power metal i like it just a lot of times power metal doesn't connect with me uh, as it does with some of the bigger fans of the genre, but uh, there are certain styles of power metal that definitely resonate with what I like. And it's usually if it's like a cross between power metal and heavy metal or even uh, thrashy type uh, power, uh, power metal, then I usually like it. Uh, if it's more of the kind of like pretty stuff and whatnot, I just don't really get into all that too much. Uh, I like the power and rawness behind it, the high vocals. Uh, and so the band I'm speaking of, of course, is uh, Primal Fear out of Germany. Uh, when I heard Chain Breaker, great tune. Uh, and then, of course, I went and bought their first three records. Uh, I think I bought, I bought like Black Sun and Devil's Ground afterwards, but I kind of just stopped buying records because... It, it wasn't that, like, it wasn't enjoying the band. It's just that their records overall don't necessarily uh, blow me away. There's, like, good tunes on them. But really, like, the 
first three records, and especially Nuclear Fire, which this track comes from, uh, that's probably their best record for me. I saw them at March Metal Meltdown in Jersey in 2000 or so, uh, somewhere in there, and uh, they were incredible live. So that was a lot of fun. So here I am at now 25, Prime of Fear, taken from the Nuclear Fire album. This is called Angel in Black, and the solo in this song is amazing. <laughs>
Patrick from the Canadian Press Metal band Reanimator, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. I am the Get out of my way! Hey! Your cell is limp! Like your dick! Watch your language in front of the lady, punk! Jeez. <laughs> you were saying? Hey, Gilligan! Did you eat the skipper? You better pray to the god of skinny punks that this wind doesn't pick up! Cause I'll come over there and jam an oar up your ass! Eepers, creepers. Those guys keep interrupting us. I'm sorry about that. You were saying about the, uh... Um... Hey, lady! Look out! There's a fat whale on your bow! Yeah! Free Willy! <laughs> Listen up, you little spazoids! I know where you live and I've seen where you sleep! I swear to everything holy that your mothers will cry when they see what I've done to you! to number 24 spoke about this band a little bit earlier uh as they had disbanded and then went on to uh form nevermore this was of course sanctuary uh featuring world dana vocals uh they put out two records uh refuge denied into the mirror black in 1990 and then in 2014, they did release The Year of the Sun Die, which was a good record. I did enjoy that record. Um, but the one thing I felt about that particular record was it by then, it, it kind of reminded me like it was like Sanctuary kind of meshed with Nevermore because it kind of had a little bit of a Nevermore vibe about it. It wasn't much like the earlier stuff. So, I mean, probably more closer to Into the Mirror Black than it was Refuge Denied. Uh but uh, I am very much a big Refuge Denied fan. That is like my favorite record from this particular project. Uh, when I first picked it up, I just was on a whim. Uh, enjoyed uh, the entire thing. Uh, in fact, there was a show not too long ago. And I can't remember what it was called. It was on Netflix. But one of the scenes they had, they were playing Battle Angels from the record. And... Uh, that was really a nice surprise. I was really enjoying that. Uh, it's not the song that I chose for my top 100, but uh, it's still such an incredible record for those that are familiar with the band. And um, the one thing I thought was always kind of cool around the time that I was listening to it, uh, I hadn't realized initially that David Mustaine, uh, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, had produced a record. I'm not sure how they got together. I don't know if Dave just saw them because they were from Seattle. Um, so I don't know if Dave just happened to play with them one night while touring with Megadeth or whatever. But either way, uh, he produced the uh, Refugee Denied record and uh, actually played some of the solo work on um, the cover of White Rabbit, which is really cool. Uh, now, I know that Sanctuary also did like a re-release of some of those earlier tracks in their demo form so you'll hear some of and they actually had different titles too so it wasn't even like um like even though the sound of that re-release is clearer than the actual refuge denied record uh the title tracks are they're basically demos that were just reworked and, and released as they were um when the band first started writing those tunes so like some of the songs a little bit 
you say, oh yeah, I know this song, but it's different because by the time they did Refuge Denied and Dave was working on it with them, they kind of reworked the songs to where they eventually ended up on the record as is. Uh, I like both. I, I enjoy uh, both versions of those songs. Um, but uh, yeah, so Refuge Denied, uh, definitely uh, my favorite record. Uh, here at 24, my favorite song from that record and one of the ones that will always remain up there in my, my big favorite list is the title track from that record is Sanctuary. Not title of the album, but title of the band. So it's called Sanctuary. So check it out. <laughs>
Metal Tavern Radio. I broke you. How have you come back? You think you're the only one who can learn the strength to escape? I did not escape. The child of Ra's al Ghul made the climb. But he is not the child of Ra's al Ghul. I am. What? Talia, al Ghul, here to finish my father's work. Totally had sex. Yes, I, I know. No, like hardcore. Three times. It was all a cruel ploy to gain your confidence. That was a cruel ploy. <laughs> Sign me up for another. It was great. When the mission is at hand, no act is off limits. Oh, I agree. Nothing was off limits. Was like an all-you-can-fuck buffet. Okay, Bruce, that's enough. Okay, let's get back on track. You must be wondering how we came to this moment, Mr. Wayne. Let me see if I recollect. Some stuff happened. You sucked my dick. My father. Like a lot. My father never accepted Bane. How was that, by the way? Are you done? I hadn't showered that day. And I fight crime in a rubber suit. Really seals in the flavor. Oh, dude, Jesus. My father only saw a monster who could not be tamed. You tamed my monster. Okay, just shut up, okay? With your mouth. Stop! In two other places. Okay. In an order that would surprise you. Enough! Ass mouth badge. All right, that's it! That is my love you're speaking to. I am her protector. That's ironic, because we didn't use any protection. And I offered! You motherfucker! No, 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 Bane, it's fine. These words will be his last. Her last words were, spit in my mouth! Okay, do you understand what's happening right now? A bomb is about to blow up Gotham, and I've stabbed you. I stabbed you first. Okay. With my dick. I, I got it. Just to clarify, guy who breathes through a crab, it's not the first time one of us has shoved nine hard inches up into somebody's ribs. It wasn't nine inches. Except when I did it to her, she loved it. Enough! Soon you will feel the fire of 12 million souls you failed. So what you're saying is by touching that red spot in just the right way, there's an explosion? Exactly. And we get it. You know I'm good at it. I do the alphabet. A is for Alfred. B is for bats. It's a clitoris. I get it. I get it. You don't have to show me. I found it. I'm the world's greatest detective. Give it. Yes. How does it feel to have something hard penetrate your body? No? Nothing? I mean, I could think of like 10 off of that. I'm sorry. All sex jokes aside, I am losing quite a bit of blood. You're an idiot. All right, fuck this. I'm just gonna blow up Gotham now. Goodbye, my love. Wait, are you crying right now? Jesus, his face is all wet. Like mine was at the beginning. And he's back. And yours was at the end. Press the button! You gave Gordon a way to block my signal. No matter. You bought yourself 11 minutes. What you should buy yourself is another pair of panties. 
I totally hid these from you when you were in the john. That's a lot of memories. Huh? You want a little? Which one of these tubes do you smell out of? Come on. All right, we're getting there, folks. We're getting there. Number 23. Heard this for the first time. Actually, I was probably about 15 or 16, and uh, I was in high school. I was actually going to a boarding school at the time, which was kind of funny. Uh, my parents sent me off to a Christian boarding school and uh, was least pleasantly surprised that there were other kids there that were into metal like I was and stuff like that so someone introduced me to this particular record now it's interesting because they switched singers after this record and I enjoyed the other singer more even though he recently passed away but uh, this like when it comes to the first three records um, they're just all-time classics with this band for me the first two with the original singer the singer did come back for another album some years later and then left again and then they've kind of gone through this makeshift with different singers i think they're still active uh even despite mike howe's death so they're probably going to get another singer to, to, to take over the duties but uh david wayne also passed away some years ago but the uh, 1986 album, The Dark, uh, there's just a lot of great tunes on there for me. And the title track has always been one that I've incredibly fell in love with and uh, just enjoyed from top to bottom. And so at number 23, without further ado, we have Metal Church, The Dark. <laughs> Thank you. 
metal band Potterface from Russia and you are listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Hey Frankie, yeah, if something awful should happen to those other two frogs, uh-huh. me, you, and the ferret would make a great trio. The ferret, oh huh? yeah, the ladies like him. Really? He's got that bad boy image. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on a sec, there he is. Hey, hey, buddy, come here for a second. Hey, hey buddy. Hey. Have you done any commercial acting? Uh, I'll take that as a no. Uh, well, let's just run a few lines for fun, okay? Say, fresh beer tastes better. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't really nail that one, did you? Uh, okay, uh, uh, try it again. Fresh beer tastes better. That's horrible. Again. Enunciate. Again. Well, he's not even listening. Try this. But, uh, B-U-D. No, you can't say it, Louis. Look, he's not a trained actor. He's a hitman. Yeah, but maybe the ferret would like to broaden his horizons. Uh, eh? Louis, the ferret would like to hunt for prairie mice. Now, leave him alone. Come on, project. Once more. No. Again. No. He'll never get it. I'm I can teach him! Okay. So here we are, number 22. And, uh, yeah, no, this band needs no introduction at all. Um, the lead singer, guitarist, started out with the band Metallica, later, uh, formed this band Megadeth and uh, been a pretty good staple in my uh, repertoire of music uh, for many years Uh, much like it's kind of weird because with Metallica I'm pretty much like not at all crazy about anything past Master of Puppets like even in Justice for All kind of has a couple tracks that I really like but it's kind of weird because I actually enjoy the Garage uh, Days EP more than uh, Injustice for All. And I think I think that came out after uh, Justice for All, but I don't remember. But either way, uh, whereas Metallica kind of just decided they were going to go rock, you know, for the rest of their career and, you know, do their thing. Megadeth, you know, they dabbled with some of that in the mid 90s uh with albums like risk and cryptic writings a little bit uh for the most part dave and company has kind of stood and got back to some of their roots uh in terms of the albums they're doing i did just put out uh, a new record not too long ago uh called the sick the dying and the dead and uh, from last year and it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad uh I don't think they're ever going to get back to where they once were, but really no band for the most part is able to do that a lot of times. But uh, at least credit Dave for trying to stay within the thrash genre a bit as much as he can uh, while still experimenting with different things. But um, my favorite album from them is, of course, So Far, So What, which is I feel is like a really raw gritty album uh in the megadeth catalog but the song i chose is actually comes out probably what is deemed their unicorn of their collection and uh really the song itself is just so damn good from top to bottom that it's hard 
for anyone, I think, to, no matter what your favorite record is, I don't think if you were going to choose a song that this one would be kicked to the wayside because of just how well written it is. And it was a clear uh, indication in 90 that they were going to just be a force to be reckoned with uh, and they weren't going to be, you know, swayed away by uh, Metallica or anybody else. So uh, number 22, uh, taken from their Rust in Peace album, it's the opening track. Holy Wars to Punishment Due with Megadeth at number 
does not find me funny. I've only made him laugh one time. One time, seven Christmases ago. I was in D.C. I called my wife up. I go, yo, what do you want for Christmas? My wife's like, pajamas. That's what I heard, pajamas. She meant pajamas. I heard pajamas. She meant a pair of pajamas. Start there, Bert. I heard the plural. So I bought her seven pairs of pajamas and individually wrapped them. She had a lot of shit to open. And then sat back in the cut going, done, son. Bitch wants pajamas. Bitch got pajamas. All Christmas, I'm like, yo, open my gift. She's like, I'll get to it. I'm working with the girls. My dad's sitting next to me like, you must have killed it this year, buddy. I was like, you'll see. (laughs) Finally, end of Christmas, she gets to my present. I've been talking about this present all Christmas. (laughs) Whole family gathers around. She opens the first pair, pulls them out, and just goes... Oh, pajamas. (laughs) And immediately I think, fuck. (laughs) If that's her reaction to pajamas number one, I can't imagine it's going to build. My dad's drinking whiskey and eggnog and just goes, who the fuck buys someone pajamas? She opens the second pair, pulls them out and goes, oh, more pajamas. My dad looks at the five unwrapped gifts, quickly does the math, and goes, oh, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) By pajamas number five, he's going flipper on me, just... (laughs) Pajamas number six, the whole family's around are going, come on, pajamas! Come on, pajamas! Pajamas number seven, they are pissing themselves. Thinking, how could this get funnier? What they do not know is I've also bought my mom and sister's pajamas. You should have seen this man when my mom pulled her gift out from me and he was like, oh, it's motherfucking pajamas. All right. Down to our last one for the day. Number 21, Uh, I've talked about before, you know, this band was one of these ones towards the late 90s when I was starting to get into death metal, Uh, I took notice in, and it was weird because I'd seen, uh, you know, as far as those that are familiar with the Phantasm movies, I'd seen Phantasm 2 first, like that was the first one I saw, that's still my favorite to this day, and I forget you know, just on a side note, I forget, like, what people told me about whenever they do, like, these, like, if you go on streaming apps like Tubi or whatever, they'll put on all these Phantasm movies, but they would never have the second one, and there's a reason for it, and I can't remember if it was Aaron or somebody else that told me the reason for that, I don't remember, uh, I need to actually buy it out on Blu-ray at some point, just because it's that good, but, uh, there's a piece of music in there that I really enjoyed, uh, along with the movie itself, and, So when I heard uh, this record from this band, like their title track actually has the keyboards in it are playing this particular tune, uh, which I thought was cool as shit. Like it really like just made me fall in love with it immediately. But the entire record is amazing. 
Uh, with this band, the only records I like are the first two. Uh, I do like some a couple tracks off Wolverine Blues, but nothing like Left Hand Path or Cladenstein. And it's like, you know, it, it is they went more a different direction uh, after Cladenstein in '91, and so I just never really, really cared about it that much since then. Uh, They've had a you know a track here or two maybe that I thought was decent but just nothing ever compared and then eventually uh, you know before um, uh, L G Pretrop before he passed away uh, he had come back and formed Entombed A D again we're going with these A D S but uh, because of the battle of the name for the band uh, this is why this shit happens. Uh, but, you know, to this day, Left Hand Path is still, like, one of my favorite death metal records ever. And uh, I know a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, and, of course, the title track is a big part of that. So, uh, at 21, Entombed with Left Hand Path. And, again, thank you all uh, for tuning in, checking these out, uh, doing the downloads and the likes. Uh, the support has been amazing. Uh, so yeah, we've got 20 tracks left after this, so I will try within the next two or three weeks to get that final episode out to you all. Uh, I can't promise exactly when, but, um, just depending on how I feel, depending on if I got the extra time, uh, certainly I will get that out though within three weeks, so fear not. It won't be quite as long as before the last episode, so, uh... But yeah, thank you all again for your support of Metal Tavern Radio. Uh, be, be, please know that I'm updating the online radio on the website every week. So despite the top five records that you'll hear on the YouTube channel, it's music from those records as well as some other ones are added to the online radio every week. So even if they don't make my top five of the week, that doesn't mean I'm not adding other stuff in there as well. So it's always fresh. I mean, there's quite a bit of music on there, so you're not going to hear anything like right away. But just be known that it's always updated. And again, thanks for the massive support. And uh, here we go. Before I bid you all adieu, Entombed, Left Hand Path. Take care of yourselves and see you later. <laughs>